Kyle Shanahan made a lot of comments, proclaimed Brock Purdy as the guy, but what about the comments he didn't make, reading between the lines on Lamar Jackson and exactly where Trey Lance is in the 49ers franchise, how they feel about him behind the scenes, and is Sam Darnold really somebody who could be ahead of Trey Lance on the depth chart in 2023? Coming up on today's Locked On 49ers. You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers, Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker at BD Peacock at Eric underscore Crocker. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of the NFL Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on today to get started. All right, Croc. Uh, I'm going to ask you the question a little bit later. Is Trey Lance better off on another football team for himself and for the 49ers? Learning a little bit more about the 49ers process here and, and how they view these quarterbacks going into 2023 after hearing Kyle Shanahan, after hearing um, uh, GM John Lynch, after hearing ownership's version of it with with Jed York and how he feels about the situations there where are the 49ers there with the young quarterback in Trey Lance but first the comments about Lamar Jackson and Lamar Jackson's a superstar quarterback and clearly would make the 49ers a better football team starting in week one and clearly would make a lot of teams around the NFL a better football team and clearly would make the Baltimore Ravens a worse football team immediately if he was not on the roster now, you can make some arguments on how he fits in for certain reasons, but uh, we, had, we we sort of teased it on Monday that we were going to talk a little bit more about Trey Lance, a little bit more about Lamar in this situation, um, and the comments from Kyle Shanahan once he spoke. And now that he has spoken, Croc, this was his quote on Lamar Jackson. Quote, we've got three quarterbacks we're pretty good with right now, and we're pretty excited about having a better roster salary cap-wise. And I thought that was interesting that he said that. Uh, first, the, the fact that Kyle Shanahan didn't say we've got three starting quarterbacks, because I thought for sure that's something he was going to say, because uh, that's something he always likes to say about all of his quarterbacks. Uh, but he, he didn't say that they, has, they have three starting quarterbacks, but I'm sure you'll see that later on in the offseason. He said, we're pretty good right now, and we're pretty excited about having a better roster salary cap-wise. Is it just completely bananas, bonkers? to think that the 49ers would prefer a cheap quarterback than a great quarterback? Uh, Is it bonkers? No. I mean, Kyle, and we've talked about him, right? Again, kind of go back. I think it was maybe 2017, 2018 or so, when they were talking about the quarterback position surrounding the 49ers. And one of the things that came out in the article was a coach on the staff of the 49ers, someone surrounding them, said – the offense makes the quarterback the quarterback does not make the offense so if they strongly believe that to their core that that's their philosophy then of course they would feel like they don't have to go out there and get a superstar quarterback that has to 100 percent take a bunch of the uh salary cap on 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 uh from this roster even though jimmy at one point was the highest paid quarterback in the nfl after seven starts but overall it's like hey we know we can put a guy in an advantageous situation for him to be able to be successful. And in turn, we can go to multiple NFC championships off of that. And obviously, we've seen the 49ers go to three of them and one Super Bowl uh, in Kyle Shanahan's tenure. So I don't think it's crazy to think that he strongly believes, hey, just give me a competent quarterback and we can make this thing work. 
can you win it all now that's the bigger question and if you're just okay with winning a bunch of games because you have a kind of a quarterback that isn't you know able to go toe-to-toe that, that's the thing right we just watched the Super Bowl and you know we've seen Brock Purdy put up a bunch of points so you know let's say assuming he's the quarterback but in the Super Bowl one team had 38 points one team had 35 points no matter how they got there there was a defensive touchdown in there whatever but 35 38 like you gotta have some special talent at the quarterback position like just for when it's needed and I think that's the part there just with his thinking and his logic where it's like you're always one play away but you don't want that one play away quarterback well, especially if you're you're playing against someone who's special on the other side. And when you're in the Super Bowl in the NFC, you're going to be probably playing against a pretty darn special quarterback. And it doesn't even have to be Patrick Mahomes, whether it's going to be Josh Allen or Joe Burrows or, or whoever else in the Trevor AFC. Lawrence is coming, right? Yeah. Justin Herbert is, you know, like, yeah. and, and those are guys still trying to find their way. But it's hard. Like, it it, it continue to be an uphill battle when you are tasked with going toe-to-toe with those type of guys. Because even in the Super Bowl, right, the Super Bowl, whether it's the 49ers Super Bowl or this past Super Bowl, Mahomes for the first half, it wasn't crazy numbers. The, the offense wasn't on the field much. Uh, he didn't really do a whole much. I think he might have finished with 180 passing yards. But when they needed him to be Mahomes, like that is what ultimately won them the game. It's funny. It's, it's, it, it does tend to be a little bit more like basketball games in a lot of ways where – there's a feeling out stage and maybe the te- one of the teams comes out cold or something like that. But by the end of the game, it feels like you can't get a stop. You know, it's just it's you got to foul him to stop him. It's the only way that that a, a team doesn't score. And we saw it last year with Mahomes and Josh Allen in that game where by the end of the game, it was whatever, 45, 48. I can't remember what the final score was. Did, did I talk to you about my thoughts during the game when I was watching it? No. So at, at one point it was it was really tight, right? It was like 20 to 23 or something like that in the fourth quarter. And I, my thoughts, because this is how I just watch football, I'm like, it, you don't have to be a special quarterback for this score to be 20 to 23. Like, so, you know, we make a big fuss out of this matchup and these quarterbacks, but it's the fourth quarter, late in the fourth, and the score is 23-20 or whatever it was at that time, right? And then it happened. And then you <laughs> saw why you need – and I'm like, okay, I will never have those thoughts come across my mind again. The mediocrity in the, in the NFL is extremely difficult. Like, you, everything has to be on point. I think even with how well Jimmy Garoppolo played at times, not as much in the playoffs, but as well as he had played through most of his time with the 49ers, it still felt like, gosh, when you need him the most, it's like he has to be something that he's just not because that's what it's going to take to to win it all. Yeah, and it's just like at the end of the game, you can't stop him. And now we've seen that from – Patrick Mahomes in two Super Bowls. We saw it against the 49ers. Did a really good job for three quarters, three plus quarters. And then all of a sudden they get that, they get in the zone and and you can't stop them. And then the the Eagles couldn't stop them. And so that's really difficult to play against. And that's what having a great quarterback can do. And a lot of quarterbacks, Brock Purdy included, Jimmy Garoppolo included, can get you to 27 points, right? Um, It's that, oh no, you can't stop them now because they're just clicking quarterback and, and and that's what you're trying to get and that's what the 49ers should be trying to get and who knows maybe Brock Purdy is that I, I don't think we have the evidence yet to know exactly where Brock Purdy is going to be but he was good he was really good for the 49ers um Trey Lance could potentially be that he was really good for the 49ers Sam Darnold's really talented more on those guys here in a second but Lamar Jackson's uh one of those AFC quarterbacks that you might have to run through if he ends up staying with the Baltimore Ravens even though he has officially requested a trade we know how that goes Croc we went through that last offseason requesting a trade doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get traded from your team could be a negotiating tactic 
but uh, I saw some stats recently about Super Bowl winning teams, and it's not really the defense wins championships league anymore. You want to play defense. You want to be good everywhere, right? You want to be able to throw the ball. You want to be able to run the ball. You want to be able to play defense. You got to be able to cover. got to be able to get after opposing quarterbacks. You want to be a complete team and be good everywhere. But when you look at where Super Bowl winning teams in recent history rank offensively and defensively, it's skewing towards the offense offensive teams the 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 chiefs have been a better team offensively than defensively uh in both of their super bowl wins and uh and the list goes on it's, it's been every super bowl winner same with the rams same with um uh even going back to some of the patriots teams as good as they were on defense they, they were led by a superstar quarterback right so um it's it, it I understand what Kyle Shanahan is saying, and I think a better way to say what he meant there is probably is probably this: as awesome as as awesome as Lamar Jackson is and would be on your football team, I think it would fundam- fundamentally change the rest of your roster so much that you're not willing to do that. You're you're not willing to lose a Bosa and more draft picks and being able to pay XYZ players on your football team just to have uh, – just to to try to lean on that one player at quarterback who's got his own injury history and you could be worried about how he's aging. And so I think the 49ers don't want to fundamentally change the entire roster, which they would have to just because of the pure money and what they would have to give up to get Lamar Jackson. So that makes sense in that way. But wanting just a cheap quarterback is not enough, and that's that's a complete flawed way to do it. Right, and, but but I believe that in his eyes, he strongly feels like, yeah, I would love to have one of those guys, but I don't think he won. Clearly, we see it with just the patience, I guess, for Trey Lance, that he doesn't want to go through what it takes to get to that point. Because even all these quarterbacks that we talk about, right? I mean, look at, let's say Trevor Lawrence. And we just saw him have a special monumental comeback in his first playoff game, right, to, to win that game. What were they down, 27-0? Or something crazy like that, right? But in his rookie year, what do you do? Ten touchdowns, sixteen interceptions, like something crazy. And, and like what it took for him to go through that to become what he was. I know uh, they tag, they pegged him as a generational talent coming out. So I don't want to compare him as a prospect to really anybody else. But just in the sense of the the ups and downs that you have to go through as a as a young guy, and most of these guys just what it might look like from. Uh, you have to go through that, and Kyle doesn't want to. And then when you have a Purdy, he's like, well, I don't have to go through that, even to get the upside. Jalen Hurts, I mean, it's like, did y'all watch him? Like or, The offense that they ran for him, and even now, kind of how they run an offense and things like that, a lot of it's catered towards like just his skill set and how what he can do to become successful. But he does it at an extremely high level. But it took a lot to get to that point. It took – that first year of really a lot of weirdness. And even after last year going to the playoffs, they got throttled by uh, Buccaneers in, in, uh, in the first round. But there were a lot of people that weren't high on him heading into the next year. And it's like, man, everything that he went through set him up to where this year he's like, hey, man, I'm an MVP candidate, and I'm really good. I'm a really good quarterback. And he, I, I can take a team to a Super Bowl. But he had to go through so much. And whatever it, it took to have, yeah, that you have to go through, Kyle would prefer, and most people prefer not to, but the trade-off for what you could potentially get in return, it's almost like Kyle doesn't care as much. So, again, I'm not there to watch these guys in practice and what that may look like, but I do know what development looks like. 
and I've trained enough players, I've coached enough players, I've played enough to understand there's just different ways to go about it and the way that Kyle went about it with Lance isn't the best necessarily for him, but definitely what was best for the team. And he put the team first, and that's fine. But it kind of limits your upside just a tad bit with the expectations that the 49ers have for themselves. The 49ers did try to get themselves a superstar quarterback and somewhat cheap as far as you know, getting paid, not in the draft picks given up to get him, and that is Trey Lance. Are the 49ers now better off without Trey Lance? Is Trey Lance better off without the 49ers? We'll get to that next. Today's episode of Locked On 49ers is brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book. The tournament heating up and turning time is the best time to get in on the action with FanDuel. That's because right now, new customers at FanDuel are getting a no-sweat first bet. That is $1,000, up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up today to claim your no-sweat first bet. Then you can wager on everything from the money line to point spreads to which team will be cutting down the net, all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So don't miss your shot at a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel. Today, just go to fanduel.com slash locked on to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel. So, Croc, when it comes to Trey Lance, did the 49ers miss on Trey Lance or do they just not have the stomach to complete the development of Trey Lance? Where are we with Trey Lance? Because you hear the comments and, and uh, we haven't talked since we talked after John Lynch spoke, but you weren't on the pod yesterday and we did not talk after Kyle Shanahan spoke about Trey Lance in the quarterback situation. And it was it was similar but slightly different and, you know, different tones with those two human beings because they're different dudes. And Brock Purdy, a healthy Brock Purdy's QB1. I think they both made that clear, that he earned that. Um, should he have earned that with the limited sample size we've seen from both of the quarterbacks? But my big thing with Trey Lance is, where is the Sam Darnold part of this picture? Is it really going to be 50-50 splitting reps between Sam Darnold and Trey Lance? Because if so ship off Trey Lance, right? Because there's no way Trey Lance should be closer to QB3 than QB1 right now in year three after you traded up to draft him at number three overall. I think the Trey Lance struggles in the sense of how he's viewed and how he's talked about is vastly exa exaggerated. Uh, you watch kind of his progression and how it has looked, again, from the Arizona game to the Houston Texans game. Like, he played well against the Houston Texans. The only difference was when most guys have a game like that and they're young and they're developing, they get the next game to back it up, and he just didn't. So the next time we see him was Green Bay Packers. What does he do? Complete four out of five passes in the 75-yard touchdown down the field, right? Now, it did look weird against the Houston Texans in that last preseason game, but mostly because he was missing his left tackle and his right tackle, and it was free runs at him, and he was flustered. I, he was. All right, so you want to see him handle that better. But it was like, man, I'm missing my guys. Fast forward to the first preseason game, or first regular season game, and he made plays. He made throws. He made plays with his legs. He did all the things that they drafted him to be. He did those things. It was just unfortunate that, one, Debo fumbled inside the five, Two, he missed the tight end on the leak. I think that made things look a lot different than it had to be. And then three, you had a tsunami tornado hit the field, and it made it extremely difficult to play in the second half with. But 
in the sense of like who he is as a quarterback or the things that he brings, he showed all that. He showed him step up in the pocket, throw strikes down the field, make special layer throws down the field over defenders, but in front of the other defenders, through the uh, slot fade to Jawan Jennings. We saw him, oh, it's third and 13. I'm going to go out there and make a play with my legs. Like he showed everything that you drafted him to be, he showed it. Tsunami hit, changed the dynamics of the game. That was tough. Came out against the Seattle Seahawks. What'd he do? Um, through what his first attempt to Brandon Ayuk, complete, nice timing, rhythm, goes for a 31 yard gain. His second uh, throw that he completed uh, had a free runner in his face. You start to see, okay, well, how's he going to react to that? Throws a strike, perfect location to a running back, just a couple yards short of the end zone. And then he breaks his ankle next time you kind of see anything from him. And now he's just talking about this quarterback that was almost like incompetent. And that's not what I'm seeing. It truly is. Uh, very unique in the sense of how he's talked. It's just a sucky situation for him. Now, there's going to be people making excuses for him. Oh, poor Trey Lance. Oh, you guys kill me with this. Dude, listen, I'm just talking about his situation and what was best for him. And right now, the dynamics of this team is tough for him. So you kind of preface this with, uh, you know, is a different situation better? I think so. A situation where he would be allowed to have the same opportunities as some of these other players. And he did have it last year. He just got hurt. But the ability to make mistakes, and I think how the 49ers are built right now, they, the fans, Kyle Shanahan, they don't want that. (laughs) They don't want the mistakes. They don't want the things that come with the development that he needs, a guy that just hasn't played a lot of football, but has shown you every step. There's nobody that's listening to this right now that can tell me, well, he can't do this. You're a liar. We've seen him literally in the, yeah. in, in the limited time do every single thing you need him to do. The consistency is different. How do you get that? Oh, it's just the more he plays. And he's not going to be allowed that with the dynamics of the quarterback position right now unless he just goes out there, lights it up, and, and oh, Brock Purdy's injury is, okay, we're going to extend it out a little bit, start him off on a list where maybe he doesn't play the first four games, and then he'll have that opportunity. But even then – looking over his shoulder the entire time. So I, I do think for him, and again, not for the 49ers, not for Brock Purdy, not for, but for Trey Lance, the best thing for him would be, hey man, go to a team that doesn't have the highest of expectations for themselves entering, like the Houston Texans. Go, go to the Houston Texans and play for a first-year you know, head coach and what that might look like and just learn and groom and play, then they can maybe pick up his fifth-year option, and then they can franchise him for a year and get, like, a larger sample size. But something like that where he has players he can grow with, a coach he can grow with, and right now we're not expected to win the Super Bowl because that's what it is for the 49ers. Yeah, uh, I totally agree. I, I think the best thing for Trey Lance's career is probably to be on another roster. The question is, does a team believe in Trey Lance enough uh, would guys that would that have been in the building like does D'Amico Ryan's and Rand Carthon believe like if those teams are calling the 49ers and trying to trade for him, I think that's pretty telling. And I talked about this earlier on in the offseason, Croc, but uh, probably right after the season ended, I said it'll be really telling how D'Amico Ryan's, Rand Carthon, uh, you know, uh, Josh McDaniels now, um, how they treat Jimmy Garoppolo, how they treat Trey Lance this offseason. Knowing that the 49ers have Brock Purdy, knowing that they might have their starting quarterback that they feel comfortable with, the 49ers ex-quarterbacks there uh, potentially would be pretty valuable. And coaches that coaches and front office people that knew those quarterbacks and worked with them before, 
Did they not want anything to do with him, or did they go hard after him? And we saw Josh McDaniels go hard after Jimmy Garoppolo, bring him in, and it looked to me like it's, he was he preferred to have Jimmy G over Derek Carr. And I think right. a lot of people probably rate Derek Carr over Jimmy Garoppolo as an NFL quarterback, but he wanted Jimmy G in there in Las Vegas. Who do you Las- rank higher? I think most people would would rank Carr higher. No, I don't care about most people. I don't care about most people. Peacock. Who do you like? Who, who you, you, do you should think? you should care about my opinion more than most people. Across, yeah. so that's, that's why you, you're smart, and that's why I bring you on this podcast. <laughs> that's why you're the co-host now of this podcast. You, you're smart like that. Um, I, they're they're in the same exact tier. So <laughs> I, I would say there's not enough difference between the two. It's sort of a, you know, do you like blondes or brunettes kind of thing. Oh, but I'm putting you on the hot seat. You yeah. have to pick. All right, Peacock. We got team. Peacock and your running back is Derrick Henry and your receiver man. You got uh, Debo and you got uh, DJ Moore out there and 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 you know whoever Devontae Adams. Moore. Who's your quarterback? Oh, okay. De- Derek Carr or Jimmy Garoppolo? Uh, Jimmy G. I'll take okay. Him. All right. So that's who you choose. Okay. And 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 then I need a good backup in case he gets hurt. <laughs> <laughs> but that's one thing that like with with uh, Derek Carr. Regardless, like he's on the field now. He's been, I mean, he's an NFL quarterback. There's going to be times where he's missed a game or so or whatever, right? But he's on the field. Like you just know, like when when the season starts for the New Orleans Saints, they're not worried about, like in their head, it's like, oh man, well we got to make sure this backup is ready. Yeah, backup is ready for just normal circumstance. But you believe he's going to play. Whereas the Raiders, they have to be thinking, okay, what's our contingency plan just in case, right? Yeah, it's uh, it's funny because I've always been less high on Carr than a lot of people, and even pre-draft. So I kind of got to stick with with my guy because Jimmy G, Jimmy G, I loved in 2014 pre-draft. He's my number two quarterback after uh, Teddy Bridgewater, and I didn't have t- some people like Teddy Bridgewater as like a top ten quarterback. I was like, okay, he's maybe a late round one guy. I like Jimmy in round two. I like Jimmy Garoppolo better than Carr. I like Jimmy Garoppolo better than. Uh, Johnny Manziel, I thought teams were insane thinking that they were going to draft Johnny Manziel in the first round. I liked him better than Blake Bortles. I can't believe Blake Bortles was a top three pick in the NFL draft. He's not had that kind of talent. Um, he was just kind of big and looked the part and got extra credit for that. Uh, but I always loved Jimmy G. I loved the way he threw the ball, love how quick his release was. Um, and uh, I, I liked what I saw from early in his career with the Patriots as a backup. I loved what I saw in 2017 early with the 49ers, but then he just kind of never – got over that hump and never got better. Uh, and I think there is an opportunity for Jimmy Garoppolo to be better in that old Patriots, Josh McDaniels offense than in Kyle's offense, potentially. I just think it might suit him a little bit better. You know, um, you know, maybe go three wide. You're in shotgun more. You're not turning your back on the defense. Uh, you know, I think it might be just a better fit for him. We'll see. We'll see what that ends up looking like. And I've never been as high on Derek Carr, even though I, I you know, I thought he was okay. Um, and some people were putting him into a tier, I think, above where he belonged, and we saw him come back down to earth a little bit more last year. Uh, but they're in the same tier. I wouldn't fight you if you said you like Derek Carr more than Jimmy Garoppolo. I, I would just take Jimmy. I've, I've seen more of him and, and trust what he's going to bring to your football team. I've never seen Derek Carr win consistently. True. Now, uh, he also was kind of like holding up one of the worst-ran organizations <laughs> uh, yeah, not great stuff. But then he gets his boy Devontae Adams. He's the best receiver in the draft, and was kind of like, or the, the best receiver in the league. And you're just like, eh, all right. Just, I hate it how they use it. Well, first of all, I mean, we, we say that if you just want to say, okay, well, you got Devontae Adams, and it's like, well, Devontae Adams probably had his statistically best season of his career. So it's like, well, I did get the ball to him. It's everything right, exactly. else that went to crap. <laughs> like, we're, Darren Waller. Then you trade Darren Waller. I mean, you know. 
Hunter Renfro was in and out of the lineup, so they had all kinds of other issues. It, it, and, it wasn't Devontae Adams or the inability to, oh, right. or inability to get him to rock. Uh, and Josh McDaniels, jury's still out. He might. He might suck. As yeah, a coach. exactly. <laughs> he might suck as a coach and an evaluator and all this. <laughs> So we'll see what that ends up looking like for the Raiders. I don't have them high on paper as a team. He did, he did draft Tim Tebow. Like, yeah, I don't first know if on him, but that was that was even worse than Johnny Manziel because at least Manziel could throw the ball. Tim Tebow was not a did not have an NFL arm. So like, how can you draft a quarterback that can't throw the football? It did not have a strong arm. That was amazing. Okay, next. Uh, more, more on Trey Lance. A little bit about Sam Darnold's where, how those guys fit in, and uh, just some details about Trey Lance and how that could look with him on another football team. And uh, how teams outside the 49ers might view Trey Lance. Is it different than the 49ers view him? Next. Today's episode of Locked On 49ers is brought to you by Built Bar. It is Built March Madness time. Go fill out your bracket. Vote for your favorite Built Bar or Puff at BuiltMarchMadness.com. Let your voice be heard. I'll be voting for anything peanut butter related as it pertains to the Built Bars. Croc is going to be voting for the Puffs. Go to the bracket and build, build, uh, and vote for your favorite built bar. And when you do, you'll be entered into a drawing. 50 lucky locked on listeners will get a free box of built bars. And not only that, one lucky locked on listener will get a 12 month subscription to built and have the best bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to their door. You got to try built, it's the best protein bar ever. Unbelievable how good they are in a low calorie, low sugar, high protein bar. So go vote for your favorite flavor of Built Bar right now, BuiltMarchMadness.com, and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March, so hop on in and support your pick. Okay, Croc. So uh, I was talking about how other teams around the league view the 49ers quarterbacks. Jimmy G, we know, got scooped up quickly by someone who knows him well in Josh McDaniels. Uh, It'll be pretty telling if, especially with a team like the Titans, who are on the outside looking in, They've got the Ryan Tannehill thing, so they can give Trey some time if they want to. Um, you know, could start his clock over, whatever. He's still only 22 years old. Um, if the if Rand Carthon is like, dude, we got to go get Trey Lance. Are you kidding me? Like, th- this is this is a, a bargain for us to go get a guy that I like as much as any of these quarterbacks in this draft, right? If D'Amico Ryan's sitting there saying, man, we liked one quarterback a lot, Panthers traded up, should we just take Will Anderson at two and trade a second round pick for Trey Lance and just? you know, get better everywhere, right? Instead of taking one of these quarterbacks at two, and it might not even be our first pick of quarterbacks at number two. Um, and, you know, a team like the Colts, where they're drafting number four overall, they, they might not have their, their pick of the first two quarterbacks they like. Are they going to force a quarterback at four? Or would they be better off drafting a Will Anderson or Jalen Carter or whoever at pick four and sending their pick number 35 to the 49ers? So uh, if those teams are calling and those offers are there, that's where things start to get really interesting. If it's a, an offer better than like a third or fourth round pick, because at that point you got to see it through with Trey Lance. I think if you're the 49ers, we can get a high second round pick. Maybe um, I, I think that's where it starts to make sense for a team on the outside. And it starts to make sense maybe for the 49ers. If they're really all in on, on Brock Purdy. And then the other part of it is where does Sam Darnold fit into all this? And when I heard Kyle Shanahan say that Sam Darnold was going to get some reps, A lot of people took that as, oh, they're splitting reps. It's 50-50. It's a battle for QB2, Trey Lance, and Sam Darnold. When I heard Kyle Shanahan's comments, I heard it differently. And I heard Trey Lance is going to get reps, and then Sam Darnold's also going to get some reps. But it's not a 50-50 thing. How did you hear this? How do you feel about this with Sam Darnold? Because, again, I'll say it again. 
if Trey Lance truly is in the 49ers mind as close to QB three as he is to QB one, then whoever has the best offer on draft day, you trade. Right. Yeah. I will say this. And again, there's just more, there's more on tape. If you just watch Sam Darnold do some things, right? Just don't like, again, if, if you are, if with his NFL film, evaluating him like a college prospect, basically saying, you know what, I don't know what he's going to be, but I'm just going to evaluate on what he's capable of doing. You will really like Sam Darnold. Now, the issue is you can't take out everything else. So we've seen him in the NFL, and there's a lot more bad than there is good. <laughs> he's the ultimate. Uh, I was on with FP Santangelo and, and, and F on KMBR, and FP's like, uh, Peacock, I got to say, I watched his highlight clip, and I was excited. And I was like, yeah, but go watch his low light clip. Like he's the ultimate highlight versus low light clip guy in the NFL because he has talent. There's a reason he was drafted. You remember his first throw in the NFL? He can make some great throws. He had a really nice one with the Jets against the 49ers. Uh, Do you remember his first throw? No, what was his first throw? His first throw, he like moved around a little bit or something like that. Then he threw the ball across his body and it picked off, take it back for a pick six. First ever (laughs) NFL throw. So like that's kind of what he's dealt with. Now again, Why is Sam Darnold the way he is, right? Because I talked about certain things with Lance and, and what you potentially can, can get based on ability, but okay, got to string it together, et cetera. With Sam Darnold, it starts going back to, to that last year, redshirt sophomore year at USC. They lost offensive linemen. Their old line was terrible. So he started to have to play a lot more hero ball. So if you watch him as a redshirt freshman and how more comfortable he looked at the throws he was making. And then you watch the next year where he lost some weapons, lost Juju Smith, lost uh, Rodgers, had to play with, I think uh, Barnett was his best receiver, a little skinny guy, right? Uh, okay, now this is my best guy. I lost office alignment. It started to look different. It started to look a little bit more skittish. Then you go to the Jets, all right? The office alignment was porous the whole time. It started to look even more skittish. You start seeing ghosts. Uh, maybe your coach and the whole dynamics of that is really weird. They, they got a new coordinator in there. It didn't work out. Adam Gase, he was b- bad. You go to the Panthers. They trade away uh, Christian McCaffrey. You almost kind of get better after they <laughs> – isn't that kind of weird, right? Like the 49ers got better and the Panthers – how many times have we seen a trade like that? Maybe the Bills and the Vikings where it's just like yeah. we both yeah. somehow got better. And, and I think that's the case uh, with this as well where 49ers got better when they got Christian McCaffrey, all the numbers through the roof. But the Panthers also got better somehow yeah. and, and started playing probably, better football. Probably if the Niners didn't give the Panthers a bunch of picks, they might not have done the trade up to number one. So that might be a lasting thing where they end up getting a franchise quarterback that they wouldn't have gotten before because they still have you know second and third round picks, even though they traded so much up to get to, to number one. Right. So, But if you just watch his ability, you're saying – this guy is what Kyle Shanahan likes, a special thrower of the football. He is f- far more talented than Jimmy Garoppolo just in his ability of the throws he can make, off-script plays he can make, his ability to utilize his legs. They do read option stuff with him in the red zone. Like He is far more talented than Jimmy Garoppolo. He is far more talented than Brock Purdy. And he's kind of like a big version of Brock Purdy. Because he's right. got some of the similar skills that he has physically, but he's got a little more arm. He's a little bit bigger. Uh, a, a lot more. I mean, the arm is – he has a plus arm. He's able to spin it. And he's a more natural thrower than Trey Lance. So, like, it's like you kind of have this combination of different guys, but not being able to put it in, together to where it results in wins. And you see him in this kind of situation, and it's like, well – and again, I'm not saying this guy's going to be good. I started this off by saying when you watch him – 
he loses. And I think part of the reason why they're losing is because of him. Yeah, but Kyle might be saying, that. well, he's a combination of all these guys I have, but not playing with George Kittle, Debo Samuel, now Christian McCaffrey again for the second time, but in a much better offense with a better offensive coordinator, a defense that's going to help you out a whole lot. So hey, you don't have to play the hero ball that you've played a lot of times. Can that be better for you? And if that's all it takes, which that's a lot, that's a, that's a huge difference and still a certain level of buying in for him, but just kind of that reset that maybe Geno Smith needed, right? That was a backup for however many years. Yeah. Then it could work out. And if that's the case, then – I mean, we're viewing him as third-string quarterback, but maybe Kyle's looking at us, not if I can get him to buy into what it is I'm trying to teach him, he could be the best quarterback on our roster. Now, that doesn't help Trey Lance, and it definitely doesn't hurt Purdy, help Purdy, who you're trying to go all in on. But I could see a scenario where how, how there's been a ton of bad with this guy, and we might just see bad with the 49ers, but when you just watch him, and see how he throws the ball and spinning the off script and the off platform throws and the throwing the downfield and the drive throws he's able to make and the plays he's able to make with his legs. I could see how Kyle Shanahan would be like, I, I, I really like Sam Darnold. You know what's funny is it's not that different than uh than Zach Wilson in a lot of ways, who also went to the Jets, right? And I wouldn't be shocked if Zach Wilson was someone that Kyle liked a lot in the draft. And if he's someone that ends up on the 49ers later after his career goes in a similar path that that Sam Darnold's did. Um, but, yeah, can he coach the bad out? Because if people who didn't like bad Jimmy when he shows up, they're definitely not going to like bad Sammy when he shows up, too. And he right. shows up more often than bad Jimmy, uh, which, which is kind of a scary thing. But he's got <laughs> ability. And correct me if I'm wrong, because you're a, you're a USC fan and you watched a lot of Sam Darnold. Did, did he play two full seasons? Because I – I remember him being more of a one-year wonder type of guy coming out. Was, was Did he play good for two full seasons, or was it sort of like he started like second half of that first year? No. So what, what happened was I think the, his red shirt freshman year, USC played Alabama the first game of the season, or like second game of the season. And Alabama just destroyed USC. That, that was the game where they, you know, USC came out like, you know, they were acting like they were dogs and holding back the, the, the pit bulls. And, you know, they did all that with their entrance and they just got throttled. Well, Donald came in in that game uh, in place of a quarterback that was like a highly regarded prospect. But Sam Donald came in and he played well and he started for the rest of the season. So that was either game one or game two or whatever. But from that point on, he started for the rest of the, the, the year and played very well. And then the next year, he did not play as well, but you also lost multiple receivers, lost the offensive linemen that went to the NFL, and it wasn't as great of a situation for him from that standpoint. Still have Ronald Jones uh, running the rock and, and, and stuff yeah. like that. Okay. Uh, for some reason, I had it in my mind that he was only mostly a one-year starter there. And I know he's really young. He was a – which we were starting to see. We saw with Alex Smith, like drafting like that 20-year-old quarterback – there might be something to the the Parcells rules of a quarterback playing for a while and being a little bit older and being around a little bit more. Uh, there, there's something to that because it takes some time. And, and Alex Smith eventually got there. It took him eight years. Maybe Sam Darnold eventually gets there. Uh, you know, and it'll have taken him through you know, multiple contracts with different teams. How many uh, years was it until uh, uh, Alex got with Harbaugh? Seven, uh, eight years? 2005, six, seven years. Yeah, six years. 2011. So he was drafted in 2005. 2011, Harbaugh showed up. And he didn't make a Pro Bowl until year eight of his career. Well, again, and this is us looking at the glass half full for Sam Darnold. But I think people, they forget just how bad it was with Alex Smith. And you could say this situation wasn't great for him. And that could definitely 
help with the bad play that he had. But if you want to look at kind of this optimistic uh, perspective on the whole thing, I mean, it, it was as bad as get his rookie year. He threw one touchdown and had 11 interceptions. Could you imagine the number one overall pick now having thrown one touchdown and 11 picks? I mean, getting hurt, getting booed. Remember, they, we want Derek. They cheered for a car or David Carr, whatever his name David, is. Yeah, David Carr, yeah. They cheered. The, 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 the 49er fans. And then we wanted uh, Troy Smith in. We, it was anybody but Alex Smith. And now if you say, hey, man, who's better, Alex Smith or Jimmy Garoppolo? It's like they forget all the bad with Alex Smith. And it's just like all every anybody remembers is the one year or 1.5 years with Harbaugh. And they forget everything else. So I'm, I'm assuming that Sam Darnold hopes that everybody forgets everything else and just remembers, like, okay, I have an opportunity right now. If I'm Sam Darnold, that's how I'm looking at it. Forget this young Trey Lance inexperienced kid. Forget this Mr. Irrelevant guy with his broken elbow. Like, okay, I'm going to say all the right things to the media. Oh, yeah, I'm just trying to go and learn the playbook and, you know, learn what college is. But at home? <laughs> I got it out for all these guys. Like, that's how, like, oh, I'm throwing it to George Kittle, Debo, Samuel, Brandon, now you, Christian McCaffrey. I, I got Trent Williams protecting my blind side. I got a great defense. Whew. Yeah, wife, I'm cooking. I'm finna cook. Like, that's how I would attack this. Like, this is a, a huge opportunity for him, let alone, obviously, the other guys that people want to be good for the 49ers. Absolutely. Uh, and the other part of the, the Sam Darnold scouting report coming out of USC was that he threw the ball to the other team too much. And that's where it's like, is that just – that that's him did but did it happen again what did, did you see is there you can look at the statistics what it looked like his red shirt freshman year compared to his red shirt second year mm -hmm. because again the situations were drastically different he went from having receivers having the offensive line to losing all of that and and it, and then starting to play hero ball in his red shirt sophomore year so I, I, and again this is just off the top of my head but if you go look at the numbers right now pull up his do you see a difference between that first year and second year as it pertains to interceptions? Because he went from skittish that year to skittish on the Jets. Like that's what happened. If and it's it's a death knell for a quarterback if you just don't have a clear picture. And there's the you know the classic mic'd up where he's talking about seeing ghosts with the Jets. And if if he just doesn't have a clear picture, doesn't see it well, doesn't see it quickly, whatever it is. Then, uh, you know, and that was part of the scouting report coming out. And if, if that never changes, then you're just going to get, you know, bad Sammy that we talked about. It, it might not ever um, it might not ever work out for him as an NFL quarterback. But maybe that just takes some time, maybe under Kyle Shanahan, which is clearly this is the best situation. Part of the, I think it's the reason that Sam Darnold chose here because the 49ers were able to say, well, look, unique situation. Here's a contract that's structured in a way. Well, you might not make that much money. But if you end up starting a whole bunch of games like Jimmy last year, incentives that you could actually make some money and guess what you get to have weapons and you have a good coaching staff that you know can coach you at hey, least have that opportunity for the first time maybe in your career i was there with geno smith his rookie year and again he threw me an interception one time in practice he might not remember this i i didn't have a whole bunch of, i 100 remember this but i was in the wrong coverage i played the coverage wrong but however he read whatever was going on and his receiver was nowhere near me, really wide open because I busted the coverage, he threw the ball right to me. So sometimes these younger guys, they just start off and it's just like, it's moving too fast. And you fast forward, nobody in the NFL had a higher completion percentage than, uh, than, than him last year, than Geno Smith. It was almost 70% of his passes he completed. And on top of that, he's literally throwing the ball downfield to DK and Tyler Lockett. We're not talking about dump-offs and all these checkdowns. He was highly efficient and really all over the field. 
And it's like, he was not that early in his career. Unfortunately, I'm trying to pull up the U, the USC stats for Sam Darnold and the, the sports reference site is down right now. Well, oh, here we go. Finally, it's going to load here. Um, so these are the college stats for Sam Darnold in his years at USC. So redshirt freshman year. Then as a redshirt freshman, he had 31 touchdowns to nine interceptions. So that's a pretty good ratio, three to one ratio there. Uh, he actually had more yardage, worse worst percentage. So he was 67% that freshman year, 3,000 yards in 13 games. So, so not big yardage per game. They, they were probably kind of holding him back a little bit and not putting the offense on his shoulders as a redshirt freshman. Not even and remember, started. he came in on at the end of that 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 game against US yeah. uh, against Alabama. So it's kind of so, like 12 starts. Like he barely played against Bama. Right, right. So 12 starts, 13 games, 3,000 yards passing, 67%. He was 31 touchdowns, nine interceptions, 3-1. Uh, and a 161 rating. Uh, sophomore year, 14 games, uh, started the whole season. It was his show. He dropped the 63% passer. He did have 4,100 yards, so a lot more yardage. They just threw the ball more, obviously. Uh, you know, over 100 more passing attempts that year. And 26 to 13 interceptions. So it went from 3 to 1 to 2 to 1, basically, uh, touchdown to interception ratio. Right. And a lot more hero ball that he had to play, if I remember correctly. So there you go. Can Kyle Shanahan fix Sam Darnold is the big question because he is talented and you can see that. But there, his low lights tape is just as bad as his highlights tape is <laughs> good in the NFL. And so we'll see what that ends up looking like. But um, should anybody be shocked if Sam Darnold has a good year under Kyle Shanahan with all the weapons the 49ers have? I don't think it should be shocking. And I, at this point, Croc, none of us should be shocked no matter what happens, whether it's Brock Purdy, whether it's Trey Lance, whether it's Sam Darnold. I guess we should never be shocked about any of it at this point. I've stopped being shocked when it comes to the 49ers with anything that they do. I just smile and, and applaud them. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody, for making Locked On 49ers your first listen for your second listen. Checked out Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, and Locked On NFL Draft. And, of course, make sure you're subscribed up to the brand-new YouTube channel for Peacock and Williamson. All those podcasts, including this one, you can find everywhere you find your podcast. Croc and I back tomorrow. More scouting the mock drafts, more prospects for the NFL draft right here, Locked On 49ers.